Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Title of the series is Preparing the Way. Someone say Preparing the Way this morning. Thank you. Praise God. So we know that John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus. We know that God prepared the way for himself in the coming of the Messiah in the form of Jesus in the physical body. But we also know that Jesus prepared the way for the Holy Spirit. Remember, he said, I'm going to send you another comforter. He said, it's good that I go away because then I can send you the comforter. See, the comforter can be everywhere at once. God is everywhere at once by his Holy Spirit. And Jesus knew that would be powerful, so he sent us the Holy Spirit. And by preparing the way, that's the title of this series. We're going to go all the way to Easter with this series. By preparing the way, Jesus showed us God's will. Someone in the house say God's will. God's will is best. Scripture talks about the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Some of you have struggled lately because you are out of God's will. You say, I've accepted Jesus. I have accepted Jesus, so I know, and that's powerful, that's good. You're on your way to heaven, but God has so much more for you here, believer. And if you haven't accepted Jesus, we'll get to that at the end of the service today. I pray God convicts convicts your heart and moves on your heart. But by preparing the way, Jesus showed us God's will. Someone say, Jesus showed us God's will. All right, so that is powerful, and there's many different aspects to God's will. I'm going to get into three of them today. The first one is healing. Someone say healing. I'm making sure everybody's awake. I'm having you repeat because it's an interactive service. Let's go to Matthew chapter 8 verse 1. Healing. What is the big deal with that? Well, healing's not important until you're sick, huh? Healing's not important until you feel like crud. Healing's not important until someone you love is really struggling with sickness. We know that healing is the children's bread. It is for you. You're a child of God. Healing is for you. Look at this. Large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly a man with leprosy, that's a skin condition. Um, it's, It's much more curable these days, but back in the day there was no cure for it. A man with leprosy covers all kinds of skin conditions, some types of leprosy, people's Parts of their body would actually begin to fall off, like their nose and their ears. It's like they would rot out. Terrible infection. Man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. How many of you know that's the way to approach God with humility? He knelt before him, and he said, Lord, when he said, Lord, did you know he is calling upon the authority of Jesus? Lord, if you are willing... Look at this. This is for me. This is for you. This is for all the corridors of time. Scripture says in Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He said, Lord, if you're willing, you can heal me. He he knew. He knew. I don't know if he'd seen Jesus do miracles before, but somehow he had faith. He knew. He said, you can heal me and make me what? Clean. See, because when people had leprosy back in the day, they were considered unclean. And when people came near them, they had to shout, unclean, unclean. I have a contagious skin disease, basically. Can you imagine? They had to stay outside of the city because they had had an infectious disease. He said, Lord, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. And what, what, what happens? Jesus reached out and touched him. I love this. 
the response to your question, the response to your need according to God's will for healing is Jesus will reach out and touch you. Hebrews 13, 8. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus reached out and touched him, and he said, I am willing. Be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Be healed. Someone say today, whether you feel like you need it or not, this is good for all of eternity. Say, I am healed. healed. Say it again. Say, I am healed. Some of you have come through heart conditions. Some of you maybe have, man, broken bones. Jairus, man, broke his bone playing a sport this last week. Tough kid. He was walking on it a couple days. Didn't know it was broken. Like, Jairus, whatever sport we're playing, you're on my team. I mean, walking with broken ankle. Healing is for you. It is God's will. It is God's best for us. Sometimes we say, man, I haven't received healing. I've had areas where I've had to believe God and believe God. And I I didn't see healing for a long time, but God has healed me before in other areas. It's a challenge and a test of our faith. When people say, well, they haven't been healed, so God didn't heal them. Well, I know God's will is healing, so the problem's on the receiving end. Is it a lack of faith? I don't know everything. My mom died of cancer. Boy, that'll challenge your theology. She lived right. She didn't abuse substances. She was holy. She was faithful to dad. She was a woman of God. She died at 65 from cancer. Say, man, I don't understand that. Well, I understand this. God is the healer. And mom at one point said, God has to heal me or take me home because I'm not going to live like this. He had healed her of other things before. Amazing things. Say, we don't always understand it, but I do know this. I understand this, that Jesus is still the healer. We've got to build our faith like never before. This year and moving forward, you don't know what's coming to this world. It's war, it's COVID, it's something new in the news, and there's always reasons to doubt. Let me challenge you again. Someone say, I will not doubt. Say, I will not doubt God. Mm-hmm. That's good. Let's go to Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. This is for you today, and it's for me just as much as it is for you. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues. Remember, the first thing he always did was teach so there'd be understanding. You can't build faith without teaching. He would teach in the synagogues and announce the good news about the kingdom. That's preaching. Proclaiming the word is preaching. And he what? He healed every kind of disease and illness. Every kind. Nothing is too too disgusting, too sickly. Nothing is too powerful. There's no virus or bacteria that is too powerful for Jesus to heal. No broken bone he cannot put back together. No heart he can't put back together. He healed every kind of sickness and disease. And news about him spread as far as Syria. You know, when the news spreads, guess what? People soon began bringing to him all who were sick. And whatever their sickness or disease, or if they, what, were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. I want you to look at that for a moment. He healed them all. And it says that in several places in Scripture, that he healed them all. Don't you ever for one split second, one nanosecond, think God is not big enough to heal you. If he can forgive your sins, if he can make you a child of God, oh, he can heal you. The same God who can keep you and protect you is the same God who heals you. The same God who saves you. Let's go to Matthew 15, 30. A vast crowd brought to him people who were lame, 
I love how the author of this book, Matthew, my namesake, I love how he was detailed here and wrote out people who were lame, they couldn't walk, or they were limping, or they had to be carried, they were blind, they were crippled, those who couldn't speak, and many others. They laid them before Jesus, and he did what? He healed them all. Someone say all. All means all. The crowd was amazed. Those who hadn't been able to speak were talking. Can you imagine a kid who couldn't talk and then he was able to talk and then one day mom is like months later going, please shut up, mijo. Shut up. Wow, you've been talking since you got healed. Or to a husband or a wife. Wow, I wanted you to talk, but now it's so much, right? Those who hadn't been able to speak were talking. The crippled were made well. The lame were walking and the blind could see again, and they praised the God of Israel. My wife was smiling when I said talk because she's looking directly at me going, oh, baby, you can talk. I'm like, yeah, that's okay. That's how I got you. I was talking. Talking fast, slow, and medium. Let's read through that verse again to build our faith today, or that text, that verse. The crowd was amazed. Those who hadn't been able to speak were talking. The crippled were made well. The lame were walking. And the blind could see again, and they praised the God of Israel. Oh man, when your faith is activated and God moves on your behalf, Scripture says, Jesus himself said, you will ask in my name and you will receive. And he says, and your joy will be full or complete. You will get all excited about God when he answers your prayer. How many of you have had an answered prayer in here? Go ahead and raise your hand if you're honest. Did it make you excited? If you remembered it, right? Sometimes God answers prayers and we move on. There's been times two months later I went, wait, Lord, you answered that prayer. I'm sorry for not thanking you sooner. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for answering that prayer. I'm so excited for what you did. Man, I've asked God to, to heal somebody, to heal me, to deal with a financial situation, to work out something. I didn't know how he was going to do it. You ever gotten to the place where you're like, there's nothing else I can do? That is where God moves best and strongest, when you've run out of yourself. He says, I can do this for you. I am the healer. I am the God who is more than enough. I am the God whose banner over you is love. I am the God who is the provider. I am the healer. I am the great shepherd. I am the wonderful counselor. I am God with you. Wow, the healer. So someone say healing. Let's put that up on the screen again, if you would. By preparing the way, Jesus showed us God's will, and we know that God's will is healing. Now, I put these in a certain order today because faith is the heart of every believer's walk. For heaven, heaven's sake, we're called believers. So my second point today is faith. You say, shouldn't you have put that first, Pastor Matt? I put it a second because it is the heart of this message. I put it right in the middle between healing and my last point because faith is everything in God. Scripture says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Scripture says with faith, you can move mountains. Scripture says you can speak to this mountain, be cast into the sea, and it will happen. Faith changes everything. Let's go to Mark 5.36. Mark has some amazing verses about faith. 5.36. But Jesus overheard them and said to Jairus, right? Jairus in Scripture was the father of the little girl who died. 
The verse before, they said, hey, don't trouble the master. She's already dead. See, they didn't know. Their faith ended at, well, she, we believed for she, was, she could be healed, but man, now she's dead. Don't bother Jesus anymore. Jesus overheard them, and he looked at Jairus and said, don't be afraid. Just have faith. One translation says, just believe. One says, only believe. Did you know at some point you get to the place in your life that that's all you have left is to only believe. I've felt that way before. I don't know if it was all that was left, but it felt like there was all, it's all that was left. There were times me and Pastor Jen, man, we would just pray and we'd cry and we'd get through it, through grief, through whatever situation we were going through, and man, we would hold on to each other and pray and believe God. Just believe. Only believe. It's not over yet. Let me say something right now. Ephraim is a, a true diehard fan of two teams I've never cared for. The Duke Blue Devils and the Dallas Cowboys. I got respect for the Cowboys. You know, after, after Jerry Jones started making folks stand for the pledge and stuff like that, and he's made some other decisions that were all right. I'm not a big fan of the Cowboys. I used to like Roger Stahlbach, Herschel Walker, those of you that are old school fans of the Cowboys. But Ephraim loves the Duke Blue Devils. And they lost a game to University of North Carolina, Jen's favorite um, college basketball team. Well, her, really her favorite basketball team. And I loved it how Coach Shushevsky, they call him Coach K, they had lost to University of North Carolina. UNC messed up their big day. It was Coach's last regular season home game. And so UNC had won. And I love it how Coach walked up there and he was so irritated. And you know what he said? I loved it. You don't have to be a, a Duke fan to appreciate this guy's spunk and attitude and what a leader. He said, I apologize for what happened today. They got beat. And he said, but our season is not over. I don't know who this is for today, but your season is not over. Keep believing. I gave you a word, and I feel like that was by the Spirit of God this, this morning before we got into the actual word today, is some of you have felt like giving up. God says, keep going, keep believing. Keep believing. Keep believing. I remember in elementary school, I always loved sprints because they were fast and they felt glorious, and I could beat people who were taller than me. I was a quick little guy, and I got beat plenty of times, but boy, I loved running my heart out just fast. 50-yard dash or 40, whatever it was, I liked those. It was quick. It was over. But how many of you know life is a long-distance marathon? That's kind of a redundancy. It's a marathon. It is a long-distance race. Scripture says the race is not given to the strong or the fast. It's for those who persevere, who endure until the end. And you need faith to do that. Brothers and sisters, don't you give up. I feel like there's someone listening to me, and you're going to be listening to this recording after today. I don't even think you're on the live stream. The Spirit of God would say to you, don't give up. You've been through some physical Ill illnesses. You've gotten your heart broken. You've been disappointed. I, will, I may never meet you, but the Lord would say to you, never, ever, ever give up. I don't know why I'm looking at the camera so intently because I, I believe you're going to be hearing this on the audio. I think you're going to be on SoundCloud listening to this. And God says, your season is not over yet, just like Coach K said. 
Your season's not over yet. That's for somebody in the house today. Your season is not over yet. You're just getting started. If you don't want to be done yet, then don't be. When you're ready and you're done and you're satisfied with life, then tell the Lord you want to go on to heaven. But you say, man, I'm 80, I'm 60, I'm 70. Hey, you're not done yet. If you're alive, you're young. Your time is now. Faith is the heart of everything for a believer. Look at Mark 9, 23. I love this. The previous verse, someone told Jesus, if you can. He said, what do you mean if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. King James says, all things are possible to him that believeth. Anything is possible if you believe. Anything is possible. Your season is not over yet. Your season is not over yet. Let's go to Mark eleven twenty two. I love this. Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. If you look at the original Greek, that's the language Koine, Koinea Greek that Mark was originally written in by the author. And if you look at the original Greek, Greek is such a rich language. It not only means have faith in God, this translation also means have the faith have faith of God. Have the faith that comes from God. See, he's the God who said, let there be light. That's faith. He's the same God, Jesus, who said, be healed. Have faith in God means have faith in God, have the faith of God, and have the faith from God. It's his will. Jesus came to show us that faith is God's will. I don't believe it was fully revealed in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, but we look back on the Old Covenant, and the writers in the New Testament looked back on the Old Covenant and said Abraham was the father of our faith. God counted him as righteous simply because he believed. Not because he fulfilled all the law. Abraham was before all the law. He tithed, he gave, he forgave, he reasoned with God, he talked to God, he had a relationship with God. Why was it possible? All because of faith. The major world religions now, or three of the ancient major world religions, we call them monotheistic religions, meaning they believe in one God. Even Islam calls Abraham a friend of God. Islam, the Muslims do. They, they highly revere Abraham. We as believers, evangelical Christians, you call yourself simply a believer, a follower of Jesus, we have great respect for Abraham because he believed. And those that are believers in the Jewish faith, still Old Covenant stuff, they put Abraham on a pedestal. Why? Not that he's above God or anything else, but because he believed God. He is honored. He's in God's hall of faith forever. Someone say, have faith in God. Now say this. If you believe it, say, I believe. All right. So have faith in God, of God, and from God. He said to the disciples, simply, I love this. I love this. Have faith in God. Like he said to Jairus in the, in the previous verse there, Mark 5, 36. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. Just have faith. Just believe. Just believe. So Jesus showed us God's will in preparing the way. We see healing. We see faith. Now I want to talk about this one now. How about financial blessing? 
It's funny. I don't believe it's anyone here or anyone li listening to the live stream. But some people get offended when you talk about money in church. But they make money all week. They spend money all week. They talk about money all week. Then they get offended when you bring up money at church. Well, Jesus cared about money. Much of what he taught was actually, some of it, money wasn't the point. He was making a comparison. He was trying to explain principles of the kingdom. But he used money as an example, and he spoke about financial blessing a lot. Look at this one. I like this. Mark chapter 10, verse 28. Peter was a talker, wasn't he? I bet sometimes Jesus was like, man, Peter, I got a great job for you, but man, can you just be quiet? You keep getting in trouble with your mouth. But Peter said some great things, didn't he? Very memorable things. 2,000 years later, we're still talking about it. Many believe that um, Peter actually dictated the book of Mark to a young disciple named John Mark. So this, this very well could be the book of Mark. Very well could be from Peter's perspective. And he told on himself in the book his strengths, his weaknesses, his failures, his victories. But I like what Peter said here. He began to speak up as he did. You know, that was Peter's style. He said, Lord, we've given up everything to follow you. Lord, we've given up everything to follow you. I'm going to tell you right now, the closer you get to God, you'll notice that some relationships just don't work out. I'm not discouraging anything, anyone from their marriage. As far as, 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 as long as possible, and if possible, you stay married in Jesus' name. That is God's best will for you. That is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Unless you're being beaten up or cheated on and you can't handle it anymore or whatever, you can't get through it. They're repeat offenders. It's just awful. It's demonic. They're abusive, whatever. But to the best of your ability, you need to stay married. You cannot give up. Right? But here's my point this morning. I needed to clarify that. Some people say, oh, yeah, I'm going to follow Jesus. Bye, baby. I'm out. Some people are looking for an excuse. I'm going to go on with God. You stay with the kids. No. Mm -mm. No, I think you were there part of the, the creation of the children, so you need to help with that and work it out. Scripture says, it, basically, it is God's will to work it out, even if one of the spouses is an unbeliever. If they'll stay with you, then you stay with them. You'll be an example of, to them of the faith and in the faith. But Peter spoke up. We've given up everything to follow you. I've noticed this. The closer I've gotten to God, some relationships just didn't last anymore. They just didn't. I can still love them. We can be friends or acquaintances or whatever or bros, right? What's up, man? Good to see you. I love you. But we're not close. Why? Because I'm going to move on with God. I'm going to move on with God. And where I'm going in God and where you're going in God, some people refuse to go. Not that they can't go there. They just won't, and they don't want to. They're stuck in the past. They're stuck in unforgiveness. They're stuck in saying, God's not big enough to forgive me. That is a lie from hell. God is big enough to forgive you. You're saying Jesus' blood isn't strong enough to cleanse your sin and make you right with God? Oh, no, that's not true. You've got to move on in God. Do not be stuck there. Don't be the same person you are now five, five years in the future. I don't mean, oh, we're going to be inconsistent and always changing. I mean, we're going to be transformed and we're going to get better. Things either get better or worse. Have you noticed that? Weaknesses don't just stay the same. They either get better or worse. You have to move on in God. G Peter said, we've given up everything to follow you. Oh, look, look, look here now. Let's talk about the financial. You're like, Pastor Matt, you were going to talk about financial blessing. Why don't you talk about it already? Okay, here we go. Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house, 
or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or property. Jesus is not saying for you to shirk responsibility. You be responsible, you be honorable, you provide, you be a man and woman of God. But he is saying there are those that won't go with you to the next level. You've left that relationship. You say, okay, I love you. We're good. We're family. I'm with you. I forgive you, but I'm moving on with God. He says, I assure you that everyone who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or property for my sake and for the good news, that's a gospel, will receive. Someone say, will receive. Will receive now in return a hundred times as many houses. How on earth? That's the promise. God wants to bless you with houses. Say why? Just so I can have stuff and be amazing and just start skipping church and have so many things to maintain? No, so you can give Him glory and be a blessing to other people's lives. If I'm broke, I can't help anybody, huh? Say, no, I'm not. I'm just, I just, God, give me enough for me. People think they're real holy. They're real pious when they say that. God, give me enough for me. That's a crazy prayer. I want to have enough for me and my wife and be able to bless y'all. Be able to take you out to lunch sometimes. They will re- Those that have left all these things for my sake and for the gospel, Jesus said, will receive now. Someone say now. Right now, in return, a promise for now and today, the present, a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property. And look how Jesus is. He's so perfect, so balanced. He says, along with what? Persecution. You're going to rub some people wrong when you start talking about the cross. It's offensive. What do you mean I have sin? Well, yeah, you live like the devil and you have a filthy mouth. Yeah, there's sin there. Sorry. I love it. I've told you for years I love it. I, I, I'm at the age where I just love it. It used to, make, used to just make me go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. But we'll meet people, met people on cruise ships, on vacation, and they're telling me how they're Christians and how they've been drinking and everything they've been doing and all the, the loose living they've been having. And they go, what do you do for a living? And there's that moment I go, I'm so glad you asked. I'm a pastor. Oh, we had people that'll backtrack so fast. Oh, I don't usually drink like this. You lying dog. You lying like a dog. You ever got you ever understood that say, statement? Oh, say dogs lie. Well, dogs lie around all day. You lying like a dog. It's it's a pretty cool little double meaning. It's a pun. Oh, I don't usually drink this much. And all they've been doing is bragging about all the mixed drinks they've been having. I'm all, hey, yeah, okay, praise God. And and they notice because they start talking about how Christian they are and how they don't usually drink. And then they notice we're not drinking. They're going, oh, my gosh. Mm. You be different. It's amazing. People go, I got to be me. And they're just like the rest of the world. You don't stand out when you're just like everybody else doing that thing. Come on, man. Wow, it got quiet. Got quiet. Do you know what the Lord said in Scripture? He said, come out of the wicked system. He says, come out of her, my people. Come out of the wicked system of this world. In Greek, it's the cosmos. Come out of that wicked system and be counted. Be different. From the times of the Old Testament, thousands of years ago, thousands of years ago, the Lord said, I want you to be separate. Be my people. Be holy. Be different. 
You got to be different, man. People go, I got to be me, but I'm just, you know, they're just like the rest of the world. <laughs> the Kardashians were kidding the other day. There was a preview. And the Kardashians are so unbelievably irritating to me. Oh, my gosh. I'm supposed to love them, so I love them, I guess. But if, I, I can love them a lot more if I never see them ever again. If I never see them ever again, it would be too soon. But one of the guys on the show says, oh, yeah, you know, just be yourself. And he was kidding. I'm all the cat. Nobody knows who the real self of the Kardashians are. They look like different humans 10, 15, 20 years ago. And they've caused this whole trend. Nobody, nobody knows who themselves are. Who are we, the Kardashianes? That's the Latin form of Kardashian. I know one thing, though. God has called you through persecution, through persecution for the name of Jesus. Not for bad actions, not for mistakes. Sometimes we get persecuted because we made a mistake. But look at this. Through persecution, you're going to get all this blessing in life in persecution. And, and look, and in the world to come, that person will have eternal life. Is it God's best for you to have a financial blessing? Uh -huh, you stand out when you're blessed. You stand out when you're not making money because of drug sales. <laughs> you stand out when you're not making money because of illegal dealings. You stand out when you go, I'm going to do this the right way. I dealt with a young man this morning, and he was so above water in his transaction. We're having some work done, and it touched my heart. I wrote up a little contract. He was happy to sign it. I said, it's amazing how quick someone is to sign a contract that means well. And then he had his own receipt for me. I said, oh, man, this is good. I called his references. They said, this guy is conscientious. He does the job. He's young, but he's a mover and a hustler. I don't mean that in a negative connotation there. God has called you to be blessed, not sitting on your tail feather. You've got to move and use what God has given you. Look at this, Luke 6.38. Did you know giving takes action? Look, give, it's a verb, it's an action word. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Press down, shaken together to make room for more. Don't you love that? You ever tried to put leaves in the trash can and you had to step on them? Been out in the backyard before. I remember when I hit 40, my wife would look out in the backyard and say, Baby, be careful! There's a, still a 10-year-old boy in my heart, you know, and I forget my age. And I hit 40 a while back. It's been some years back now. But I remember I'd be standing in the trash can getting the leaves all the way down. Why? So I could put more leaves in there and shaking that thing up. Press it down, shaking together to make room for more, running over, and what? Pour it into your lap. Don't you love that? Oh, can you imagine someone gave you a bunch of gold coins and it did all that? It fell all into your lap. You'd say, oh, praise God, I've got some stuff I'm going to pay off. Pour it into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you give, get back. Now, does that mean you get exactly what you gave back? No. Scripture explains Scripture. You'll get 30, 60, and 100 fold back. Sometimes you give $10, you get $1,000 back. God takes care of you. He takes care of His people. And you've got to give. That's the first step for financial blessing. These, these are the words of Jesus Himself. Someone say, Jesus Himself. And I'm not making this stuff up. Look it up in your own Bible. Look at this. Look at Matthew 6.33. This has to be part of it. I love this verse. You say, man, we've done this a lot. I've seen it on bumper stickers. Do people still do bumper stickers? Yeah, they do. Here and there. Some people have too many bumper stickers. You ever seen like 15, 20 bumper stickers? Maybe some of y'all have that. Nobody can read any of them when they pull up at a stoplight. They're like, what? Oh, my gosh. 
Oh, stressed out. Republican, Democrat, Independent, Liberal, uh, man, Trump, Ross Perot, uh, George Bush. You don't know what's going on in the back of their I'm a hunter, NRA, one world, one peace, one life. I mean, you know, all kinds of, you're like, what? But that's a good one to have on your vehicle. Matthew 6, 33. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. One translation says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. This translation says, and live righteously right with God through faith, and he will give you everything you need. That old translation says, and all these things shall be added unto you. That is in a text and in a context there, context there where it's talking about, hey, these folks are worried about everything. How are they going to be provided for in these areas? And he says, I say to you, put me first, put God first, and I'll give you everything you need. All these things shall be added unto you. So what are you praying for according to God's will? A house? A baby? Better neighbors? <laughs> New place to rent from? You're like, I'm not ready to buy, but I got to get up out of here. Okay. Healing? Money to pay off something? An old debt? Whatever it is, man, God has promised. Jesus himself, he said... If you will put me first, if you've left all these things behind, I will give you a hundredfold in this life. With persecution, there'll be trouble. Trouble happens to everybody. I'd rather run into trouble as a believer, right, than as an unbeliever. Because Scripture says the, the storm comes and the wicked falls, and man, they just blow away. It's over. But the righteous falls and gets back up over and over again. Not that he was righteous, but do you remember Rocky? And he'd get his head knocked off and he'd get back up. And the guy on the other corner of the ring in those movies would always like, oh my gosh, is he not done yet? I thought I wiped him out. And he's going, come on, <laughs> ain't so bad, right? He's still talking like, let's go again. Take your best shot. God wants you to be that way financially is get back up and go, God will take care of me. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and wealth in Christ Jesus. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. And live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So, in preparing the way, Jesus showed us God's will in these three areas. Many more. We will hit more of these areas in the weeks to come. Someone say healing, number one. Healing. Say healing. healing. Say I believe. All right, good. Say faith. faith. All right, and someone say financial blessing. And all of God's will is accessible through faith. Don't you love the simplicity of the good news? Even a child can understand it. Said, believe and you will have it. Believe me and you will be saved. Believe and you can change. Believe and the fruit of the Spirit will operate in your life. Believe, believe, believe. Healing, faith, and financial blessing. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes today in God's presence, if you would. I want to thank you for being such attentive and amazing listeners like you are every Sunday and Wednesday. God bless you. Thank you. I'm so appreciative. I'm appreciative because you're receiving the word of God, the words of life and truth from God himself. I'm only the messenger, but what, when we speak about God's word, it is perfection, truth, holiness, God's perfect will. You really want to be in God's will? you got to start off by accepting Jesus and making him the Lord of your life. So I'm going to start there, and then I'm going to talk to anyone who maybe accepted Jesus but hasn't walked in it. Let's start with the first one this morning. Is there anyone in this house who has never 
ever accepted Jesus and made him the Lord of your life, go ahead and raise your hand. I will pray with you. We will pray with you as a church family. You say, man, if I died today, Pastor, I don't know where I'd go. Is that you? Is that you on the live stream or on the audio recording? I want everybody to pray this prayer with me. These are for those who would listen to this later or on the live stream right now who have not accepted Jesus. Say, Heavenly Father. Say, I believe your word. Say, I believe Jesus died and rose again for me. He died on the cross to forgive me of my sin. And say this, say, Lord, I've sinned. Apart from you, I'm just a sinner. But I want to be your child. Forgive me of my sin. I need you as my Savior. Say, I believe and I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. Thank you for your forgiveness. Say, thank you for your salvation. I am a child of God. In Jesus' name. Now, is there anyone in the house who says, well, Pastor Matt, I've accepted Jesus, but I have not walked the path. I have not walked the narrow path of serving God. Would you raise your hand today? I'm going to pray a special prayer for you. If you say, man, I've fallen back on my ways. I'm struggling with old stuff. Can I pray with you? God bless you. God bless you. It takes courage to raise your hand. Anybody in this house? God bless you for your courage. Thank you. Thank you for your courage. God honors that today. He honors faithfulness. He honors courage in His presence. Now let's pray as a family. Everyone in this house say, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for my sin. Say, according to 1 John chapter 1, if I confess my sin, you are faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. As a believer... Say, I'm forgiven, I'm cleansed, and I am in right standing with you, Lord. Say, I'm sorry for letting you down. Help me to walk in holiness, righteousness, and your will. In Jesus' name. Go ahead and stand to your feet this morning, if you would, please. Just raise a hand to the Lord. I'm going to speak a blessing over everyone that heard this message today. This is for those on the live stream and those on the recording after the fact. Lord God, I thank you for your people. I thank you for their humble hearts. I thank you for their willingness to apply change, Lord God. I'm th I thank you for their willingness to lean on you and lean not on, on their own understanding, Lord God. I thank you that we will seek you first. Your righteousness and all these things shall be added unto us. Lord, I speak a blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you, smile upon you and be gracious to you, give you of his favor and of his perfect peace. May you never lack for any good thing as you put God first. May everything you touch be blessed. May every broken thing that you come in contact with be fixed through the power of Jesus on your life. We thank you, Lord, for me and your people today as representatives and ambassadors of you. We're blessed in the city, in the field, coming in and going out. We are forgiven, and we can teach others and show others, by our example, how they can be forgiven and walk with you as well, Lord God. I thank you for your people, and I thank you for their love for you. We give you glory today, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, someone said, amen.